The problem, of course, is that most of the people out there who want to hold themselves out to be tax strategists or accountants or even bookkeepers, they don't charge enough to do the job in a way that makes the job actually profitable for you. So it's like if they just charged the right amount, it would go from being an expense to being an investment. While Arjun was away, Team Arjun came to play. All the cats out of the bag now, folks, but we're still here bringing you our favorite and most importantly, actionable insights to Arjun's newest book, Profit First for Lawyers. We're gonna help you accelerate your law firm's growth so that you can experience more profit in every aspect of your life. We're also going to be providing some behind-the-scenes footage of what it's really like to work with our John Robbins. So, put your BS aside for the next few minutes and put yourself, your family, your firm, and your profit first. Welcome back to another episode of the Profit First for Lawyers podcast. I'm your host, Carly, and today we are in studio with none other than our esteemed tax strategist specialist, Larry Brown. Larry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carly. I'm actually really excited. This is the first time I've gotten to speak to Larry Brown directly, and I'm finding myself with a little bit um, of, what do they call it? I'm a little starstruck, uh, because Larry is somebody that Arjun talks about so highly. He is somebody who really knows his stuff. So do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself for the audience? Let's talk about who you are, what you do, and kind of what you specialize in. I'm uh, Larry Brown. I am uh, both a uh, licensed attorney and a licensed CPA in the state of Washington. I also serve as a tax counsel for how to manage a small law firm and for uh, Arjun and uh, Allie themselves, and also do some other tax consulting for related entities. I've also co-founded the Tax Strategy Workshop with Arjun. Some people may be familiar also with the Tax Strategy Institute that we do, and uh, those things keep me pretty busy. I'm also the founder of the Brown and Sterling Law Firm uh, just outside of Seattle. Thank you for fitting us in your schedule today, Larry. (laughs) Now, I know you're also at a conference right now too, right? I am. I'm at the uh, Iron Sharpens Iron Conference, and we're actually here in in Miami with about uh, 15 law firms gathering with uh, Arjun to sharpen each other. (laughs) <laughs> well, we've talked a little bit about, you know, you work directly with Arjun and with Ali. Can you tell us a little bit more about your history of like, how did you and Arjun meet? How did this whole thing come to be? So I'm guessing now it's been about eight years ago. Uh, my firm had hit a particular revenue level. We actually crossed the million dollar, uh, million dollar level. I didn't want to screw things up with the firm. And I said, I need to get some help. And so I started asking around and one of my colleagues says, have you ever heard about how to manage a a small law firm? I was introduced. I went to an LQM and uh, immediately signed up for one of the programs that the company offers. And uh, at one of my first meetings, I met Arjun one-on-one and we started talking about taxes. And uh, it's been a wonderful relationship of mutual respect and mutual encouragement ever since. Uh, Arjun's done tremendous things for my business, and I'd like to think that I've helped him and his business out quite a bit also. 
I can stress that quite positively, especially after hearing the way that Arjun speaks about you. So it sounds like somebody introduced you to the thought of how to manage a small law firm. Did you do any research on them before you joined the membership? Did you have any preconceived notion about what it would be like working with Arjun before you took the plunge? You know, I, I really didn't. I was hungry at that time uh, and looking for something. And, and this was the first thing that came along and, and I bit. So... Well, we're really glad that you did. I've watched some of the testimonials from folks who have attended the tax strategy workshop and the things that they say about you. I don't own a business, but it makes me want to go. So you've worked now with Arjun for quite a bit of time. And it sounds like, you know, obviously that relationship has gone deeper as you guys have started working together and you've offered workshops to the rest of the membership since, since you've joined How to Manage as a member yourself. Can you pinpoint what is one of the most profitable pieces of information that Arjun has ever given you or that he's given to somebody else in your hearing? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty easy for me. Uh, the thing Arjun kept on insisting on was that I, one, I narrowed the focus of my business. When I came into HCM, I had a pretty broad practice. We were doing uh, quite a bit of estate planning, quite a bit of tax work, quite a bit of business transactional work, some real estate work. And uh, Arjan encouraged me to narrow the focus of the business to the things that we did best and the things that I enjoyed. And that was uh, tax work. But then Arjan encouraged me to consider putting together a uh, tax work on a subscription model. And a lot of that came out of the tax strategy work workshops, which we can talk about a little bit later. But the subscription model has completely transformed our firm. Uh, we went from, like most law firms, kind of hourly billing and always being concerned with bringing in enough clients and sales and marketing and everything. And not that we don't do any sales or marketing, but now most of our revenue comes in on a monthly basis, like clockwork. And we don't have the ups and downs and revenue flow. It's a, it's a pretty nice structure. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Can I ask you, Larry, this isn't one of the questions, but can you speak a little bit to the numbers? How has your personal firm grown since you started working with How to Manage and since you pivoted in this direction of narrowing your focus? I've been pretty conservative in the way I've grown the firm. I, I you know, I, I'm an accountant, you know, but that, that's that's my initial training. And so for me, it was always, you know, a business has always got to be profitable. So I've erred on the side of slower growth. So we, when I came into HGM, we had just broken the million dollar mark and we've grown probably 10 to 20% a year ever since though this year, when, when we went to the subscription model, and expanded this subscription model. I, I, I'm expecting this year uh, our growth will probably be closer to forty to fifty percent, and uh, I think we'll probably surpass three million this year, and we're expecting five million next year, and ten million not not much uh, beyond that. Wow! Congratulations! That's amazing. It really has. It's been far beyond my expectations. Well, and one thing I wanted to comment on as well, you had said, you know, you narrowed your focus to the thing that you found the most fun. And it made me laugh a little bit because taxes are not normally the things no. people think are the most fun. <laughs> it takes a special kind of person. 
if you came to the tax strategy workshop, people are continually saying, I never knew that taxes could be so much fun. You know, so it's, you know, it's not so much that they're not fun, at least speaking for my own sake, it's that people don't understand it. And when they come to understand it and realize that they can save lots of money, saving money is fun. That's absolutely fair. I can see that. Uh, I personally like to save money. So um, you've picked a specific clip for today from Arjun in the studio. Did you want to go ahead and introduce that? Let's take a watch and then I want to ask for your opinion on it afterwards. Okay. Yeah. This particular clip, I like this clip because it really exemplifies how my business changed. Uh, you know, I was... I don't want to spoil it for everybody. So let me talk about it a little bit after the clip and then we'll explain well what I'm talking about. Fantastic. That's a great plan. All right, then let's roll that clip. A good tax strategist meets with you in the last quarter of this year to help you plan your tax strategy for next year. And then they meet with you periodically throughout the year to update the plan because the best laid plans of mice and men and all that, right? You keep updating it and adjusting and pivoting. That's what a good tax strategist does. And they're worth their weight practically in gold because of all the money they save you. So people who think, oh, that's too expensive. How is it expensive to spend a dollar to save $3? That's not expensive. That's an investment. That's the difference between an expense versus expensive, which we talked about earlier in the book. So if somebody has never worked with a tax strategist before and they decide I'm going to start for the next tax year, or maybe they're going to start in the middle of the year, I don't know. Um, what advice would you give them? How often should they meet with their tax strategist? Is this a quarterly thing? Is this a monthly thing? So you should wait for your tax strategist, your supposed tax strategist, your alleged tax strategist to say to you how often they want to meet with you. And if they don't say something along the lines of, I'm going to want to meet with you before the end of this year to help you plan next year, and then I'm going to want to get on the schedule, a calendar appointment to meet with you at least two or three times, ideally once a quarter, chances are you're not really talking to a real tax strategist. The problem, of course, is that most of the people out there who want to hold themselves out to be tax strategists or accountants or even bookkeepers, they don't charge enough to do the job in a way that makes the job actually profitable for you. So it's like if they just charged the right amount, it would go from being an expense to being an investment. But because I don't charge enough, it never breaks orbit. It never reaches total velocity. It never, it never actually gets up on a plane. It never turns into an investment because they're just not willing to charge enough. And so it stays bogged down as just an expense. And this is what kind of pisses me off, which I think we write about later in the book about this. I think a little bit. Okay. So look, the next time your financial accountant or your tax preparer gives you a bill before you thank them for saving you a few pennies on their fee, I want you to stop and consider how much happier you might actually be if they would charge you twice as much 
and saved you 10 times as much on your taxes. Yeah, Carly, that's what Arjan has outlined there is the model of our business. And what would happen, you know, before I met Arjan and before we started the tax strategy workshops, we were pretty much like every other tax preparer. We do we do probably about 1200 tax returns a year. So we do quite a quite a few tax returns. But we were like most tax preparers. Tax season comes and everybody dumps their information off on you and you know, all of a sudden we're trying to get the returns done. We've got deadlines to meet and it's all about getting the returns done. And at the tax strategy workshop, people would ask the question over and over again, why isn't my CPA telling me this? And it occurred to me that we weren't telling things like this to our own clients because we were always in the rush to prepare the tax returns. At that point, we changed our business model. And we said, we're doing our clients a tremendous disservice by not meeting with them on a regular basis. So we said, now, if you want to become a client at our firm, you have to agree to meet with us four times a year. The first meeting is a deep dive into tax strategy. Hey, let's see what you've been doing and what we can do for you in the way of tax strategies. And then at the same time, we compute what next year's tax liability is going to be. And after we do that, we make sure if there's a bill that they have a way of paying it. And then on a quarterly basis, we revisit all those numbers and all those strategies. And maybe there's a new strategy that we can apply. Uh, Maybe your numbers have changed so that by the time April 15th comes around and we're filing your tax return, there are no surprises. Uh, And it's been a wonderful model. I think all of our clients would say they, they love the way that it works. And I have to confess, they're paying a whole lot more I would say that most of them are paying five, five to six times what they were paying us before. And yet they're loving it because we're saving them thousands and tens of thousands, and in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year. I really loved on that clip, Larry, how, you know, Arjun mentioned that there's a difference between having an expense and something being expensive or put another way, right? There's a difference between spending money, having an expense or spending money on an investment. And it sounds like that's something that you brought to your clients and that they're really enjoying. Oh, absolutely. In fact, we tell our clients that if after paying our fees, we can't save you four or five times what you've paid us then something's wrong and we'll give you your fee back. Have you ever had to give somebody their fee back? We've never had to give anybody their money back. (laughs) (laughs) That to me sounds like it should be on every one of your business cards. (laughs) Uh, you You know, Carly, it's what we do isn't terribly complicated and it's not terribly aggressive. The strategies that we share with people are right out of the books. It's just that people aren't being exposed to these things. CPAs aren't exposing them to these things. Their other tax preparers aren't exposing them to these things. So, so for us, it's like cherry picking. You know, it, it's it's pretty easy to do. We just give people the the standard things that they should be doing, and they're happy. And then on top of that, you know, we're all kind of tax geeks at my firm. So, so we're always stretching for or or looking for new tax strategies. And uh, particularly for our higher income clients. Uh, but most of the stuff is run of the mill. It's, it's stuff that you can even probably find in a web search. Um, but it's not being shared with people. So, 
And this is, I mean, this is all above board. This is ethical. This is legal. Absolutely. I mean, I have two professional licenses to protect. You know, I've got my accounting license and I've got my law license, and I'm not going to want to do anything that's going to get me in trouble with the IRS or the bar or the State Board of Accountancy. Uh, the same for all of our tax strategists. So it's like when your clients get audited, it's not even a big deal because you guys have all your T's crossed, all of your I's dotted. Absolutely. We don't we don't worry about audits. You know, that's another tactic out there that I think a lot of CPAs use. I think they're afraid of the IRS. And so uh, they, they use the phrase red flag or we don't want to expose our clients to any risk. But our philosophy is, is if you haven't done anything wrong, there's nothing to be fearful of. I love that. Let me ask you then, Larry, what are three things that our listeners can do right now to prepare, right? You want to start preparing for your taxes before the tax year ends. So what are three things that they can do right now that will give them value and help their tax strategist out a lot? Or if they don't have a tax strategist, that will at least help their accountant when they file their taxes. Well, I, I think the first thing uh, is pretty obvious. They've got to have a, some tax strategy. A lot of people, I mean, in fact, most people are operating without any tax strategy whatsoever. Uh, second, you know, I, I talked about red flags in the IRS. They need to stop fearing the IRS. You know, so many people are fearful of the IRS. In fact, I, I, I explained to my clients that that's probably the, the IRS's best enforcement strategy is fear. The IRS publishes things that will raise fear in the eyes of the public, and they rely on that because they don't have the capacity to audit many tax returns. For most of our clients who are usually structured as some type of either partnership or an S corporation, the audit rates are on those are at historic lows. They're, they're less than one quarter of 1% of those returns are getting audited. Statistically, that's zero, you know? The, the likelihood of somebody getting audited is very, very low. In 30 plus years of practice, I probably had fewer than, fewer than uh, five of my clients, you know, just a handful ever audited. So it's the, the, this idea that the IRS is, is watching everything that you do and they're breathing down your neck and you need to be fearful of the IRS is overblown. And instead, I think people should take advantage of the benefits and the credits and things that the law allows them rather than paying money. There's no moral obligation to pay the IRS more than the law requires. And then the third thing I would say, uh, if you've got strategies, you know, the one of the things that we see from time to time is people may have a strategy and they're willing to implement it, but they don't implement it. So sometimes we'll be talking to people all year, all year long. And at the end of the year, find out you didn't do what we told you to do. So it's not enough just to have a strategy and to know that it will work, but you got to put it in place. And sometimes that takes a little bit of effort, you know, uh, so have a strategy uh, and put it in place. I really enjoy that reminder too. And I think even though I don't own a business and I don't necessarily have a tax strategy, should I have a tax strategy, Larry, if I don't own a business? It's not really much that I can do as a single person, you know, right? I don't think anybody should pay more taxes than the law requires them to. And tax planning, what we call tax avoidance, not to be confused with tax evasion, 
but tax avoidance is perfectly legal. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court has said there's nothing wrong with tax avoidance. We don't need to pay. We're not required to pay anything more than the law demands. And so that applies not just to business owners. That applies to everyone. And uh, everyone should be trying to take all the deductions or take advantage of all of the credits that the law allows them. So not just business owners. Huh. You know, I, I like kind of reframing that in a way of like, have a tax strategy, number one. Figure out how to not fear the IRS anymore, right? They are not the boogeyman in the closet. They are really just a government entity that has strict rules. And as long as you stay within those rules, they're not all that scary. And then follow through on your plans. That's good advice just in general, right? Lay out your plans, have the courage to move forward with your plans, and then actually move forward with your plans in order to get yourself into a better position for the following year. I think that's brilliant. So how do you know then, if you have an accountant or a CPA who is giving you tax strategy, how do you know if they're giving you good advice? Is it saving you money? <laughs> that's, that's a good limit test. That's, that's, that's the short answer, you know, is it, is it saving you money? Your CPA should be able to show you before and after. This is where you were. We applied these strategies and now look at where you are and, and be able to tell you how much money you saved by applying a, one or, or, or many tax strategies. I didn't know that you could see that right away. I, I don't know. For me, I guess I've always looked at tax season as kind of a gamble. It's like, I'm going to put this form in and we'll see what pops out, right? But you never really know what's going to happen beforehand. No, as I said, for our clients, we're projecting a year in advance what their tax liabilities are going to be. And every quarter, we're refining those numbers. And quite often, we'll get to a number and we'll say, wow, that's a big number. What can we do to bring that down? And again, we're looking at lawful strategies that we can employ to bring the tax number down. And, and that's what every, I, I mean, I feel like there should be an ethical obligation on every taxpayer to make sure that their clients are only paying what is due under the law. But that's not happening. I don't think so far. It, it does kind of feel like being at a casino, but your way sounds like that would be a lot more um, peaceful throughout the year <laughs> if you really knew what your liability was going to be before the year even finished. Absolutely. And I think, you know, one thing that people can do, and this is this is really the heart of our tax strategy workshops, is they can educate themselves. They can learn about tax strategy, and then they can become informed consumers of tax services. They don't have to rely on the CPA or the other tax preparer uh, to give them strategies. They can be thinking about them all year long and asking the CPA, hey, are we doing this? Are we doing that? Can we do this? Can we do that? My clients are asking me questions all the time. And it's not because I'm not giving them information, but it's because they're thinking more broadly about how tax strategy can reduce their tax bills. And so they're thinking of facts that I might not have considered. Hey, I've got this going on in my life. Can I do this with that strategy that we learned about in the tax strategy workshop? Yeah, I really like that 
just overall, I think that that's brilliant. And that's one of the things in the testimonials for the tax strategy workshop that everybody always kind of raves about is that it is fun. It's like a glorious cacophony of saving money and leaderboards on biggest losers. And yeah. um, I, again, like I've never been to one before, but after watching some of these testimonials, uh, it's it's on my top of list of things that I want to experience uh, sometime yeah. in the next few years. You should come. You should come. It's a lot of fun. I'm working on it. I'm campaigning right now. Um, we'll we'll see what happens on this side. Well, you got to have a business. You got to have a business reason for doing it. So, All right, Larry Brown, you have dropped some serious knowledge on us today. If anybody wanted to get more information or reach out to you, what was the best way for them to contact you? Uh, probably through my email. I'm at Brown and Sterling outside of Falls City, Washington. And uh, my email address is lbrown at brownsterling.com. All right, folks, if you want more information about the tax strategy workshop, I believe that there's one coming up. Larry, correct me if I'm wrong, November 16th to 18th. Is that right? That's right. There's one November 16th through 18th at the workshop Palooza. But that's not the only one. We do these pretty much every quarter. So if you miss November's uh, workshop, there's going to be another one coming up shortly after. Oh, fantastic. Great point, Larry. All right, folks, if you want more information about that, go ahead and visit ProfitFirstForLawyers.com forward slash taxes, and we'll have more information for you there. Thanks again, Larry. Thank you. Well, folks, that's all we've got for you today. I hope you got some really amazing, actionable insights from this particular episode. And stay tuned for next time. We've got more great content coming your way. I'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Profit First for Lawyers. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. And buy your copy of the book at ProfitFirstForLawyers.com. Your future self will thank you for it. And we will see you next time.